0: Welcome to the audio podcast of Believer's House. We are a multi-generational, multi-ethnic church in the city of Halifax, Nova Scotia, called to lead people to Jesus, make them more like Him, and see them lead others to Him. We hope this message you are about to listen to inspires you to become more like Jesus in your thoughts, words, and actions. Luke chapter 18, I will read from verse 1 to verse 8. Luke 18, 1 to 8. It says, Then He spoke a parable to them, that men always ought to pray. Always ought to pray. If you wonder why we pray a lot around here, it's because men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night, day and night, day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? The first thing I want you to notice is that he is connecting faith with persistence. You know, because we have been taught that if you really have faith, you just pray once and you go and start thanking God. No. Faith is connected to persistence. So, this first Sunday of the year, I want to speak to you about building a winning streak. Building a winning streak. Building a winning streak. Uh, if, if, I'm, if I've been your pastor for any length of time, you know very well how much I love soccer. If you don't know, you will know. That's why this morning, you know, my wife is a Manchester City fan by marriage. I'm not one of those people that will let my wife be supporting another club, so that we, no, if, we are, if we lose, we are depressed together. If we win, we are happy together. Uh-huh. So it's not that like one person is happy, and the other person is... No. Together, we are, this this is what marriage is. Uh-huh. So so she, she was conscripted into the thing. Not, but you see, um, the the soccer club that I support is very unique because and I mean I can give you backstory. I've been I found a picture of myself in 20, 2008, 2008 wearing a Manchester City jersey. Uh, it was a fake one that I bought on the streets of Oweri. Okay. So I've been, I've been doing this from back in the day, before money came, okay, before money came. So I've been the, I'm the Sean Wright Phillips people that were supporting before that time. But why this club is very unique is this, and this, this ties in to my message this morning, so pay attention, uh, is that, you see, we are we are a very consistent team, very, very consistent. But this year, something has been happening that's a bit, you know, off pace, so right now, we are sitting in, the, in third position in the league. You are learning soccer this morning. Just pay attention, okay? We are sitting in third position in the, in the league. Now, as at a few weeks ago, we were fourth. But the other, these people have, have replaced us in fourth position. They are in crisis now. So they are now in the fourth position because they have been losing back-to-back. But we are in third. Now, even though we are in third place, we have a game in hand, which is that every other person has played one more game. So we have one more game to play. If we win that game, we are going to be two points off the top. Now, the, the coach of the people that are at the top said something a few weeks ago, and I remember what I was going to teach today, so I told my wife, I said, I know what I'm teaching the first Sunday of this year. And you know what he said? He said, because we were losing games, drawing games, and all of that, and people started saying, oh, Manchester City is in crisis, blah, 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 blah. So they asked him, they said, do you think you're going to win the league this year because Man City is not winning? He said to them, he said, don't write off Manchester City. This is the coach of the people that are leading. He said, never write off Manchester City, because Man City, out of the last five years, have won the league, three out of the last five years, by going on a winning streak. So 18 games, look, we, we, Christmas, somebody else is always on top. All of a sudden, they will start to win one game at a time. One game at a time. At the end of the day, you will see 18 games winning run. 19 games winning run, 20 games at a goal. They are are just winning games one after the other. One after the other. So, he said again that the, the fact that they can go on that kind of a run means that you cannot write them off. In the same way, if you find a believer that can go on a winning run and put together a streak, the only way is up. Are you alive? If you can manage to put together a winning run, there's only one place that you are going. It's called the top. So if you find anybody who is struggling mid-table or they are fighting relegation, all of those things, it's because they are winning some and losing some. In our kingdom, we don't win some and lose some. We win all the time. Because we are, we are, we are fighting not for victory. We are fighting from a place of victory. So in case you are not clear, what we define by streak is an uninterrupted series of wins. Uninterrupted. So it is, it is one game at a time, but it's a consistent run of winning games, winning games, winning games. And the thing about this is that as long as you can put together a run, please make sure you write that down, as long as you can put together a winning run, the only way is up. At the start of the year like this, people have New Year's resolutions uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, um, the the most common one is always exercise okay i'm going to lose weight this year i'm going to i'm going to lose weight this year and every at the beginning of the year you go and buy the the weight machine you know uh, and you, you weigh yourself say so this year this year i'm losing weight the success of any endeavor like exercise if you know anything about it is consistency consistency it's not that today i'm i'm on fire Tomorrow, I'm not really sure. You know, today, I'm doing my my bike run. uh, uh, And in the next two weeks, the bike has gathered dust. That's not the way you lose weight. In the same way, with spiritual things, in consistency lies the power. Please write that down. In consistency lies the power. The thing you want to manifest in 2024, because, I mean, that's the reigning word now. Everybody wants to manifest something. The thing you want to manifest is dependent on consistency. Pay attention. Consistency. Consistency. Inconsistency lies the power. We don't do something once or twice and get tired of doing it. We go back again and again and again until we see the results. Like Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5, and verse 1. 2 Kings 5, verse 1. The Bible introduces us to this man called Naaman. He said, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. So you can be mighty, you can be great, but there is something that needs to be fixed. And the only way that it's going to end up being fixed is by consistency. No matter how good a person you are, there is something in your character that God wants to shape with these 40 days. There is something about you. Right? I mean, I always tell you guys, you, I, know you, I know you like me a lot, because, I mean, you like me, but let me tell you, if you want to really know me, the person that knows me is my wife. Who knows the times that I'm moody or the times that she will say what's wrong with you and I will not answer her. Like yesterday I was coming to church, you sent me a text, what's on your mind? I didn't answer her. In fact, I forgot that she sent me that message. It was when I was going to say, ah, she's going to be mad that I didn't answer this thing, but I just completely forgot. So I'm, I'm like that sometimes because I'm a human being. I'm a human being. Glory to God. So everybody has something that God is working on. And what God wants to do is that these 40 days, at some times, it might feel like fire. It might feel like a furnace. It's because God wants to purify you at the end of the process. Say amen to that. That's what's going on. So he tells us in verse 9 what what now happens to Naaman. Then Naaman went with with his horses and chariots, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times. How many times? seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, indeed, I said to myself, it will surely come out to me. Isn't it not wild how we know how God is supposed to answer our prayer? We are praying to God, but we know, (laughs) we know how he's supposed to answer the prayer. So if he chooses not to answer the prayer the way we want him to answer the prayer, we are furious. So he says, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord is God and wave his hand over the place and heal the prophecy because we like drama. He said, just pray fast, make these confessions every day. That's all. But if he, if he had said, go to a mountain and pour oil on your head and roll on the floor, you will do that. Because that's what he's saying. He said, just go to the Jordan wash. But the problem with the Jordan was that the Jordan was not a clean, clean river. That was the problem. So it was like, my, my, my swag is going to be tainted. I can't be going to Jordan. Like, there are other rivers. So he says, uh, look at it verse 12. It says, are, are not the Abana and the Papa, even their names are Tush, Abana and Papa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the water, waters of Israel. Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And a servant came, came near and spoke to him and said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more dead when he says to you, wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped. How many times did he dip? Seven times in the Jordan. According to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. I want to prophesy to you this morning, you are coming out of this 40-day experience with your flesh restored like a little child, and you are coming out completely clean. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what are the areas that we are supposed to build a streak in? Let's go now. Number one, you are building a fasting streak. That's the first one. You are building a fasting streak. Jesus built a fasting streak before he stepped into purpose and destiny. There is no body that you will see on under the heaven that God is using mightily. Whether in this generation or in times past that omitted fasting out of their lives. It's modern day Christianity that is removing fasting from the experience fasting is part of christianity do you hear what i said turn to your neighbor tell them fasting fasting is part of christianity yeah there's nobody, body you will not find anybody that god use mightily there is no true gospel that is complete that removes fasting out of the equation any any gospel that removes fasting you are removing the power out of it because your flesh is what is in the way of everything god wants to bring your way it is your flesh that is in the way And until you can get your flesh to take the back seat and put your spirit in the front seat, you are going nowhere. You are going nowhere. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 to 2. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. It was not the devil that led him into the wilderness. It was the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now let me just put side note. The fasting thing you are doing is not forty days and forty nights. It's forty days. Did you hear me? Aha! Uh-huh. Please, oh, please. Aha! Uh-huh. Look, somebody was asking, and you, you you might be laughing, but these are questions that people ask. You are asking me that uh, are they allowed to 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 worship husband and wife? Are they allowed to worship in the night during the fast? If you don't know the meaning of that, the Lord will give you understanding. So I said, me that I'm your pastor. If at any point in time I feel like worshiping, I will worship the Lord with all of my heart because there is a time slot. When the Bible, when he said um, you should stay away from your partners for, for fast, he said for a time. The time is 6 to... Can you say it with me? 6 to, to 6. Okay? Okay? Don't be too deep huh. Don't say, pastor say we are fasting. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not no. Because at the end of the day, you, will, what, you are not coming out of the fasting to create more problems for yourself. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to be doing counseling of marital issues or after the fast, though. I'm, I'm just letting you know. Okay. So we are, we are at day five of this journey. I want you to know, what does fasting achieve? What would it help you to achieve? Why are you trying to build a fasting streak? Because it elevates your spirit above your flesh. That's the first thing I first said now. It would discipline your flesh. 1 Corinthians 9 and verse number 27. Paul said here, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should not become disqualified. How did he achieve this? It tells us, if you go for that, 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 27. He says, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. This is how we discipline our flesh. You see, the the, the way that we are doing church now, everything is very nice. So I, I was thinking about the, the person that, that discipled my wife and I at a particular stage of our lives, you know, we used to call him apostle. The way that, you know how we used to do fasting then? He would tell us, he'd be watching us, you, know, you know, now I'm not monitoring your life. I'm not even asking if you're fasting. Even my mother I did not ask her if she's fasting. It's their business, whatever you want to do. Apostle would be looking at the time. Once it is 12 o'clock the night before, you are not allowed to eat anything again. You understand what I'm saying? Water cannot enter your mouth. Uh huh. And the slogan is, if I perish, I perish. That's the slogan. And he always told us something that, you know what happens is that when we, when we look at time, we think that it's so far away, but time always comes. If you set 40 days, 40 days will come. It will come and go. If you are looking at the time, there was a past, one of the, the, the days of this first few days, I said I was going to break my fast at 7.30 p.m. Now, like I said, don't be like me. You, it's 6 to what? 6. But when it was 6 o'clock, the thought started entering my mind that, boy, it's 6 o'clock now, you can go and eat now. I said it's 7.30. That 7.30 will come and go. I will not die. If fasting should kill somebody, I should... Have... Look, that picture that I told you of 2008 with Manchester City Jersey, the fake one, the reason why I cannot show it is because I look like a cockroach. <laughs> when I saw the picture, ah, I said, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we have come a long way. But it is fasting that cost it. Yeah, boy, I did not die. I only came out stronger. I only came out better. Things that people my age in my generation cannot attempt, they look at you and say, why, why do you have the faith to take on something like this? It's because your flesh has been put to the back seats. The reason why all you want to do is can things is because your flesh is still in charge. As long as your flesh is the one driving the car, you are going the wrong way. Until you, you tell your flesh, you will not tell me what I'm supposed to do. I am in charge of you. You were given to me as a house, not as a director. You are not my supervisor. But once your stomach rumbles, you say, ah ah, and you run to the fridge open the door and, and drink everything. When you drank it, huh? before you drank it, you were alive. When you drank it, you still were still alive. Nothing changed. So we are saying, we are building this trick so that we can, number two, realign. I'm, I'm talking about point number one. I'm just showing you what fasting will do. Realign our desires with that of heaven. So that's what's going to happen to you. In this, if you go on this journey, you will already have seen in these five days that your desires are being realigned with the desires of God. That's what you will notice. Luke 22, verse 41 to 46. And he was withdrawn from them, Luke twenty-two forty-one 41 to 42. And he was withdrawn from them, speaking of Jesus now, about a stone straw, And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Why do you think Jesus was able to surrender his, his will to God's will in this, in this instance? You think it's because he was eating McDonald's every day? No, it's because he surrendered. In those 40 days, he had surrendered his will to the will of the Father. And he did this consistently throughout his life. So it wasn't that after the 40 days, he said, just like you know, you're know, you saying, ah, I can't wait for these 40 days to be over. What are we eating? After the 40 days, he still built it into his lifestyle consistently, consistently to make sure that at no time is the flesh in charge of what he does. And regularly throughout his ministry to be able to respond correctly in that moment. What does fasting do? It empowers you to respond correctly to temptation. It empowers you to respond correctly to temptation. There are some minor temptations. When people are talking, they are gossiping in your office, they are talking, you're, you're, the reason why you are joining them is because you have too much strength, too much energy. Look, somebody would, as you are fasting, they will tell you, 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 are, you know, the one we used to say back where I come from is, your head is not correct. I don't know what that thing means, but that's what we used to say. Your head is not correct. If they tell you your head is not correct, you just tell them, bless you. Because as far as you are concerned, you are better off conserving this little energy that you have than responding to that. Yeah, So it will will help you. Matthew 4, verse 8 to 11. Let me show you what what it did for Jesus here. Matthew 4, 8 to 11. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. I wish I had time to, to, to explain this to you. But verse 10 says, Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him. I told you this morning, the devil has no response to resistance. The reason why he's hanging around your life is because you are not resisting him. To be able to resist him effectively, though, you must surrender your will. And the only way to do that is to let your flesh take the back seat. That's the only way. I wish I had a better... You know, some people like to have quick fix for everything. Say, give me this pill, let me take it and my fat will disappear. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. So there is a process that this thing goes through. If you come on this journey with us, I've told you not only will your spiritual life slim down and you'll be fit physically, you'll also be fit. You'll be fit. Glory to God. So the devil left him. And the Bible says, behold, angels came and ministered to him. Finally, what does fasting do? It enables you to function in the supernatural. It enables you to function in the supernatural. That's why we are building a fasting streak. That's why we are going on this journey. It enables you to function in the supernatural. Matthew 17, verse 19 to 21. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So, the first thing Jesus said to them was because of their unbelief. At the end, it ties unbelief to prayer and fasting. Did you notice that? Sometimes, that's why you see me, I took some time to teach you a lot of, uh, you know, those weeks. Because I know that sometimes it takes a measure of faith for you to go on a journey. Actually, if you have never done it before, you have never, you have never attempted fasting before, it takes faith. And it is unbelief that will keep you thinking you are going to die because you did not eat from six to six. Nobody ever died from not eating from six to six you die from something else. It's not, it's not that six to six that killed you. There's no, there's no, nothing will happen to you. You will become stronger. You will become sharper. You will become fitter. Razor sharp. I, I, was, I was listening to, you know, you know when, when God told me these 40 days, I, I struggled with it because I told you, as far as me, I'm concerned, I don't like, I don't like long journey. Tell me where I'm going. Let's go there. There's no 40 days is a long time. So I prayed about it. I I I searched the scripture. Every scripture I was seeing, it so was 40 days was just jumping out at me. 40 days, 40 days, 40 days. So I didn't know. That. I said, okay, God, it's, it's okay. We will do it. 40 days. You know, yesterday I was listening to my pastor yesterday, and he said, he just said it in passing. He Was reminding them that the congregation that you know, uh, 40 days fasting is coming. I say, hey, we have never done 40 days before. All the I was in the church for eight, nine years before I came to Canada. We never attempted 40 days. Why 21 days. That's what I know. Is Daniel fast. It's 21 days. So I remembered what God said to me. That you see, this year that is called 2024, your 21 days will not be enough. You see, this year that we are in, uh-huh. this year, have you seen all the news that have happened in the first few days of this year alone? Or you'll be under a rock. <laughs> These 21 days will not be enough. I'm telling you, that's why God said 40 days. He knows what he's doing. So we obey him. Glory to God. So that's the first streak that we are building is a fasting streak. Number two, you know when they say, come and take uh, 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 course 201, 101 is a prerequisite for 201. That's why we said fasting first. Number two, we are building a Bible reading streak. Bible reading streak. I didn't call it Bible study. There's a reason for that. I'm saying a Bible reading streak. Back to Jesus' interaction with Satan in the wilderness. Matthew chapter 4. Look at what it says, Matthew 4, 3 to 4. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is why we are building a Bible reading streak, because you cannot live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The words that proceeds out of the mouth of God have been canonized into that book that you are carrying called the Bible. This is not the time to keep it in one corner or to decorate your house with it. It's the time to keep it open and to read it. Glory to God. In Luke chapter 2, we find boy Jesus in the temple. He was only 12 years old at this point. In Luke chapter 2, verse 45 to 47. Luke 2, 45 to 47, it says, So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. These were his parents looking for him. Now so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. I want you to notice the other. He started by listening to them before he started asking questions. If you don't listen properly, you ask the wrong question. So the first thing is read your Bible. Tell your neighbor, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Don't start by trying to study your Bible. So you bring all the Bibles and you open everything, you will be, you will be, you will be confused. Start by reading the Bible. That's the beginning. Any, any study begins first with reading. After that, then you can now start asking questions. So what, what do you think Jesus was doing in the temple for three days? What do you think he was doing? He was building a streak. It was the parents that broke the streak. Oh, you don't understand it. It was on day three. Just like you are on your app now and it's telling you you are, you are on, a, on a streak. It has told you already. Some of you who have been using your app, it has told you. Huh? It was already on day three when his parents came and dragged him out of there. If they didn't come, I guarantee you, he will be there. Because he understands that in order to generate power, you need to build a streak. When you can go on a winning run, don't forget what I started with. The only way is up. The only way is up. So this is why we do this. We sit down with our Bibles and we read it. We do what? Read it. Don't assume that you know it. (laughs) Read it. The other day I was reading, I got to our our lost prayer. Do you know what my brain did? It jumped from the, the last part and went to... The part after, And the Holy Spirit said, go back and read it. Yeah. So don't assume that you know anything. Don't assume that, oh, I read that. I mean, that's the, that's the beatitude. I can recite it. No. You keep it before your eyes. You put it in your mouth. You go over it again and again. Job 23 and verse 12. It says, I have not departed from the commandments of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So as we discipline the flesh in fasting... We supply the strength of the Spirit by reading the Word of God. Study begins with reading. Study begins with reading. So start by being consistent with reading. Look, don't try to be deep. There's no deep food. Have you ever seen deep rice? Have you ever, or deep burger? Have you ever seen it? There's no deep food. Food is food. It can be garnished in a way or, you know, looked at or at the end of the day. Food is Food. Yeah, it's not, there's nothing deep. The problem with us is that we're always looking for something new. Everything is deep, deep, deep. Look, you, you, have been eating, you have been eating burgers since the day you were born. You will continue to eat burgers as long as you are alive. If you like it, you will continue to. It, it doesn't change. They can put pickle here or remove the pickle, or put, but, but it is still burger. It, burger is burger. So don't, don't try to, you know, take it out. Of, look, the Holy Spirit has been given to you to help you to understand what you have read. If you have not read anything, there's nothing for him to explain to you. So start by reading. Jeremiah, is it Jeremiah uh, uh, 3.15 is, what, is what, where it says he will give you shepherds after your heart. Right? The job of the shepherd, if you can find that, put it on the screen for us. he says the job of the shepherd is to feed you with knowledge and understanding. If they can put it on the screen, you will see what I'm saying. So when you, have, you are in your own space, you have read... When you come and the shepherd is sharing the word of God, understanding will become supplied to what you have read. But if you have not read anything, there's nothing to understand. Are you alive this morning? Okay. I don't think they can find Jeremiah 3.15. Okay. Let's move on. So, don't try to be deep. Okay? Eat your food. It may taste better. The presentation might be easier on the eye, but food is food. finally, what area are we building the streak in? Oh, they found it, Jeremiah 3.15. So I, I want you to see it so that you understand that understanding is, is a second process. So knowledge comes first. But you have to do something before you seek understanding. If you read something you don't understand, then you can bring it up and you, you, we will explain it and it will become understanding to you. But you start by reading. And when you are done reading and you don't understand it, you can sit where you are in your room and ask the Holy Spirit to explain it to you. That's why the Holy Spirit has been given to you. But if there's nothing there, there's nothing for him to explain. Glory to God. All right, final area we are building a streak in in this season is we are building a prayer streak. We are building a prayer streak. You will notice over the next 40 days that it's as if everything is prayer. is intentional. It's intentional. In your private space, you must be doing the same thing. When we come together, we will be doing the same thing. We are trying to go on a winning run so that the only way can be up, up. Glory to God. So Daniel is our example in this case, Daniel chapter 10. He had to stay in the place of prayer consistently until his answer arrived. Daniel chapter 10 from verse 12. It says, then he said to him, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21, 21 days. He had to build his own streak for 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. If Daniel had given up on day five, his answer would not have come. And it would not have been the fault of God. Because God had already received, released his answer from day one. The reason we build a streak is when, when, when Manchester City goes on a winning run, at the end of the day, the other teams run out of games to catch up with them. Because if you find a team that can keep winning, the only way, I'm telling you, is up. That's the only way. Eventually, sometimes, we end up in the season, like, like, again, I have the mic, so he doesn't have the mic, so today, I'm going to finish him. (laughs) Last year, their team was ahead by eight points at this stage last year. At the end of the season, because Manchester City just kept winning, at the end of the season, we were ahead of them by eight points. So we not only overtook them, We were ahead of them by eight. So we had extra games to just play around and play our boys in the academy, our 17-year-old kids, to come and play. Because we just kept winning. My challenge to you this morning as you begin this year is just keep on winning. One day at a time. And the thing about it is that they they, they asked the coach uh, of Man City, who is Pep Guardiola. I told you today is the soccer education that you came for. They asked him, okay, so like last year now when we won, we're not only Premier League champions, now we are world champions. Because we won the club World Cup. So we are not just we are not playing the England again now. We are now world champions. So last year they were asking him, they said, You have the, the potential of winning all, all three trophies. You're gonna win the treble, you're gonna do this. He will tell them, Sheffield United. That's the next game. After Sheffield United is Everton. After Everton is Arsenal. So what is he saying? I'm only focusing on the next game. The focus is the next game. When you want to build a streak, you are not starting by trying to build a streak. You are starting by focusing on the next day. It is one day at a time. If you start out by trying to to say, okay, I want to build a 40-day streak, the reason why some of you are not joining the fast is because you are hearing 40 days. And in your mind, you say, ah, ah. You know, I was doing the prayer guide and I noticed that it's not even four weeks, it's six weeks of fasting. If you start out with that kind of mindset, that like, ah, six weeks, I will die. I, I know I'm going to die. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. You start one day at a time. One day at a time. As you go from one day to day, one day to the next day, your strength is increased. Day after day, your strength is renewed. Day after day, after a while, you just, it, your body will understand that this is what we are doing. Your body adjusts and, and understands that, okay, okay, I think this, this is what's going on. So we have to agree with this now and we'll keep moving. Glory to God. So that's the way we do it, all right? So 2024 is the year to be persistent in prayer. I've told you, if you have not prayed about something at least seven different times, you have no business stopping. That's why the, the, the prayer guide is in sevens. It's not, a, it's not a mistake. And there are seven days for the next one to come. So you can take it every single day. It's not pray one today, then pray point two tomorrow, then pray, no, 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 no. Every day, you are praying all seven items on that thing. Every single day. So that you are building a streak. Do you understand? So that you are building a streak. You are repeating the same prayer you prayed yesterday. You are repeating it again today. You are doing it seven times. That's the idea. Alright? So that you are building a streak. Elijah's, Elijah's example is, is, is where, where this came from. First Kings 18, verse 41 to 44. We read this at the watch night service. First Kings 18, 41 to 44. Then Elijah said to him, Go up, eat and drink. For there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Camel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went and looked and, and said, There is nothing. So when you start, you might look out and say, There is nothing. You might look at yourself and say, ah, I've done three days. Ah, man, I've not received any instruction from God. I've not heard any word. I don't know what you're talking about. There is nothing. He said, and seven times he said, go again, keep winning, go again, play the next game, keep winning. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. This is how the drought ends. The way the drought ends this year, I know you are confessing it. That suddenly the drought came to an end. The way the drought ends this year is that you are building a streak. Is that you are, you are building a fasting streak. You are building a Bible reading streak. And you are building a prayer streak. So prayer is you are fellowshipping with God every single day. You are creating time. I know it's not part of your schedule. This is not the way you normally operate. You are not used to this. You are creating the time you are making the space. If you have to wake up 30 minutes earlier than you normally wake up, set your alarm and do just that. If you have to go to bed earlier than you normally go to bed and put off all the technology and gadgets, the reason why you wake up late is because you stay up late. It's simple. It's simple. There was, there was one fellow one time who, I mean, this was, I mean, I just started this job then and we were on training and we were carpooling and we went and we went to go and pick this fellow up in his house in the morning to go to work. And body He was in bed he was still sleeping and we called and called and called I'm telling you he was actually literally still sleeping and he went and he started talking in the car after we waited and waited, he started talking oh, I'm just tired said, look dude dude what did you do last night he was playing Call of Duty <laughs> and you are complaining that you did not wake up you can't wake up so the only way you wake up is that you shut off things in the night shut everything off uh-huh. go to bed early you will wake up early so you set your alarm it's 40 days you will not die tell your neighbor you will not die Uh Ah, PlayStation will not go away in 40 days. It will not evaporate into the air. It will still be there waiting for you. Nothing will happen to it. Glory to God. So this is is what we do, all right? We create time. It's, It's fellowshipping with God. Then you are hosting the presence of God all around you. You are hosting the presence of God around you. You'll make sure that deliberately you do not allow anything, anything at all that is an appearance of evil to come near your space. That's what it means to host the presence of God. You are not gossiping, you are not, you know, like biting, you are not all those things, all those silly things that we engage in. Even the ones that are not seen, you push them aside for this season to to allow you to concentrate on the things of God. And you create opportunities and find excuses to pray. So fasting is only effective when you combine it with these two. You combine it with your, your Bible reading, you combine it with prayer. As you go back to your work this week, I'm challenging you, realign your life, realign your lunch break. Okay, your lunch break now can no longer be just walking around the whole place. Huh? I know you like to run during your lunch and do your jogging. Now it's a prayer walk you have to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I know you want to check your watch and do Fitbit and check and let Apple tell you that you are, you are doing well. As you are doing that, there's nothing wrong. The, Apple will not say, you, you can't pray, you can't pray, you can't pray. Only walk, only walk, don't pray. No, as you are walking, you can be praying. Uh-huh, and do it and just realign yourself, readjust yourself to make sure that your priority right now are the things of God. Glory to God. All right? You, you realign your schedule to accommodate praying and reading your Bible during your day. Some of you, it will be more challenging than others. I'm not saying this is a walk in the park. I've told you, there was a season in my own life where my lunch break, I used to go into a room that they built for, for vengeance, you know, all this uh, mental health stuff. They'll give you a bath and tvs and broken things you'll be smashing things because you're angry so i created a the lane there for myself mazo kata ebra anto, Legebo, mazo priya ilebo, monte liga. they can't know whether i'm angry or i'm praying but what you say is that we should be smashing things i'm smashing things in the spirit here yeah so i created that space for myself you've got to be creative man you will find a way around it if it's a, there's a there's a room in my office where people go to take to do massage so they will say, I will lock the door, occupied. I'm massaging. Massaging my spirit man. Ra li lege. I'm going around the massage chair. Sometimes I will put it on so that we make a noise. Re mazo, pri You've got to be creative with this stuff. So you will not wait until everything aligns, until the stars align. Ah, like, okay, this, this is working out. No. You you create time and you create space to do this thing. And the key, like I said, to building a winning streak is not to focus on building a winning streak. Don't, don't be like my kids. Who, your job here is to focus on consistency. That is your job, one day at a time. So my, my, my first son, uh, his, his name is Femidara, he plays this game called Gran Turismo. It's a racing game. And all he wants to do, all he ever wants to do is buy new cars. He doesn't want to race. He doesn't want to take up any challenge. And the way the game works is that you win a race, you earn money. Then you build up your bank, then you can go and buy a new car. Femidara will win one race. Daddy, can I buy a new car? Like, dude, have you seen the price of these cars? So he will go there. Now, he, he might have $200,000 in, in, his in his bank account. The only cars he wants are the $1 million, $3 million. One day he told his mom, he said, the car is $3 million. My mom said, $3 million. <laughs> he only had $200,000. So, so I tell him all the time, I said, you see, your job is not to focus on trying to buy another car. Your job is to win the next race. Just win the next race. That's what I'm telling you this morning. Focus on the next day. And if you do that consistently... So the other day, after, after I've, I've said, I preached this to him for days, then he forgot about it. Then he started playing and winning you know, winning races, winning races. I knew that it would take him a long time for him to get to how much he wants to buy the kind of cars he wants. But I know that in the game, it's programmed in the game so that it helps you to want to continue playing. When you build a streak, it rewards you. So he built a five-day streak. All of a sudden, something popped up. You have earned 200000 and he clicked on it and his bank changed to 400,000. He said, Daddy, I'm going to buy a new car. He said, the reason why you can buy this car now is because you won- went on this street. If you had stopped playing because your money is not enough, you would not have earned the reward. It's the same thing for you. So you stay in the race. You stay in the game. Play the next game. Focus on winning the next match. Don't try to build the street. All of a sudden, you will look back and see 28 days you have been fasting. And you will say, ah, I'm fit. And you check yourself in the weight. And you say, eh? where did all this go? then you start, you, you'll be happy at that point, right? And you'll find out that even in your spirit man, look, in the last three days, this is why I told you that we write our goals from the mountaintop. So what happens when you go on a run is that the only way you can go is to the top. It's better for you to start writing your goals from the top than to stay down and try to write goals without going on a winning run. Because when you are down, the only goal you have is to go up. But what God wants to do is that He wants you to write those goals from the top. Yeah. Oh, I hope you were blessed this morning. This thing I'm teaching you, if you understand this thing, just focus on tomorrow. Today is almost done. When you get home, you will sleep because you'll be tired. You come back in the evening, you will pray, you will be re-energized. When you finish, you can break your fast before you come. You can wait to come together to pray with us and break your fast. But after today, focus on tomorrow. Don't try to focus on the 40 days. Just keep it simple, one day at a time. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said, glory to God. So from that point, you can now start writing out your goals. I mentioned this in passing. I will, I will use my, my remaining five minutes to explain this to you. I mentioned it in passing on Wednesday. I'm not saying you should not have goals. All I'm saying is that let your goals come from the top. So that your goal will not be that I want, I want, to, be, I want to be spiritually fit. You know, that's usually our goal at the beginning of the year. <coughs> I think I did that backwards. I was supposed to put it off and cough, but I coughed and put it off. So, so don't, don't put it backwards, okay? Focus on one day at a time. So, you want to, you want to at the beginning of the year, write your goals huh? from, from the, a place of defeat. So, you are saying, oh, I, this year I want to grow spiritually. No. Growing spiritually is part of the package of this winning streak. If you go on this run, you will grow spiritually. It is from that place of spiritual strength that God wants you to write your goals, so you now start writing what is called smart goals. So you make it specific, which is you are, you are clear what the goal is. You have goals for your career, for your health, for your finances, for your academics, for your marriage, for every single area of your life. There are seven, I don't have time to go into that, there are seven areas. You, you write out goals for them. But the way you do it is you make it specific. So don't say, this year I will be rich. That's not a goal. What is rich? In your own context, what is rich, okay? Don't say this year. So I'm not saying like now, Then this year the church will be big. No. <laughs> that's not a goal. In our context, there is something called big in our own context. And this is what happens when you, when you build your goals from the presence of God. God uses the last victory that he gave you to give you the blueprint for the next one. So now I'm writing goals for the church. My mind has expanded because I've seen people sit here, the whole place full and the back they are standing. Now I can't be believing God that the place will be full anymore. I'm believing God will break the walls. Do you understand? If I had written those goals last year, what I would have written is God filled the church. And God will be up in heaven saying, look at this guy. Just look at this guy. Look Look at this guy. You don't even know what I have in mind. So I'm saying to you, you stay in the presence of God, it will look like you are being slow. But when you start running, you are running from the top. You are not starting from the bottom. The people who came second last year, they didn't play Club World Cup. It's only the first position that played Club World Cup. That's why we are world champions. Say amen. If so you're in this church, you must be a Man City fan now. <laughs> Glory to God. So this is not a New Year's resolution. It's you committing to say you are going to be faithful with your daily disciplines by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that you can experience supernatural speed this year. Say amen. amen. All right. Let's stand to our feet and take our confession together. We are doing this every day, morning and evening. Morning and evening. Today you are lucky because you are in church in the morning and you are in church in the evening. Okay, every day by yourself, you have to do this on your own. Nobody will be there with you. You go over this and you chart the course for your year. You set the course and, and tell your... After, after doing this consistently for a while, your year will hear your voice and understand that, okay, this is the direction we are going. Just like the ship move, moves on water, and it will start moving in that direction. Glory to God. All right, let's say this together. I want to go. I stand here with joy and gratitude at the end of 2024 a glorious year in which I experienced the supernatural wind of the Spirit that took me further and faster than I could have ever gone in my own strength. It was indeed my year of supernatural speed where I experienced divine momentum and all I embarked on was divinely accelerated by the Spirit of God. I thought 2023 was quick and easy, but even though 2024 seemed to go by fast, the Lord granted me the strength not just to keep up, but to overtake and recover all. As I waited on the Lord in fasting and deliberately created opportunities to pray and seek His face, I saw the Lord answer all my prayers by fire, just as He did with Elijah in 1 Kings 18:38. The fire of the Lord... Heaven and consumed all my fears, doubts, worries, anxieties, and unbelief. It also consumed all that tried to stand in the way of my supernatural and unprecedented progress this year. As I waited on the Lord, my strength was fully renewed like the eagle. I emerged from the 40 days fully restored with renewed vigor, life, new feathers, and new wings— with which I took flight into the plan of God, not just for the year, but for the rest of my life. I was also fully dressed in the whole armor of God, through which I was able to withstand all the wiles of the enemy. I experienced phenomenal victories in double quick time in every single area of my life, including my family, my finances, my faith, my future, and all this together with my faith family. The Church of God experienced the speed of grace manifesting in the spiritual growth, numerical increase, and financial strength to do all that God has called us to do together. Just as Elijah's transit time was divinely accelerated, according to 1 Kings 18, 46, my expected time of arrival was accelerated in 2024. That which took years of effort before now was accelerated by the winds of the Spirit of God. The things that seemed to require struggle previously were made possible by the supernatural hand of God upon my affairs. That which was supposed to take me many more years of painful effort and toil was compressed into this single year of my life, making it an amazing year all around. All this because I did not falter between two opinions. I was also all in for the kingdom. I refused to follow the Lord from a safe distance. Therefore, the Lord ensured that my lines fell into pleasant places and He watched over all my affairs. The goodness and mercy of God that accompanied me into 2024 followed me all the days of the year. According to Isaiah 1:19, because I was willing and obedient this year, the Lord granted me both the desire and the power to do of His good pleasure. And I ate the good of the land in abundance, good health, peace, and a sound mind. Whenever I was faced with difficulty in 2024, I listened and heard the voice of the Lord from the Scriptures from the men and women he surrounded me with and from within myself, telling me where the brook was. There, the raven came and fed me, and when the brook dried up, it clearly led me to my next place of provision, and I was sustained throughout the drought. Suddenly, I heard the sound of abundance of rain, and as I took the posture of prayer, the rain of heaven began to fall all around me in abundant measure. Standing here now, I clearly remember the point in the year 2024 when I said out loud with joy, the drought is over, as I stood soaked in the latter rain that was falling on every single thing that I laid my hands upon to do. This year, 2024, when men said there was a casting down, all I could say was that there is a lifting up. A 1,000 fell at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it did not come near me or my household. Everything that it seemed I lost in 2023, just like Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, God restored to me nothing missing, nothing broken, as though I never lost anything. He gave me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, and I was referred to as a tree of righteousness, the very planting of the living God, and His name was clearly glorified through my life. I look forward to the new year 2025 with great joy and excitement because I know that eyes have not seen nor ears heard and it has not entered into the hearts of any man what God has prepared for me in Jesus' name, Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Believer's House. We hope you've been blessed. Please visit us at www.believershouse.church for more information about our church or to send us your questions, comments, and feedback. We hope to see you again soon.